Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers. I'm here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. Looking forward to this one. Oh, I yeah. I put on my, my singing my singing voice. You know, we, you know you are. Looking forward to it. Um, so we are talking. This is a more than mom episode, you guys. So we do these on occasional Sundays, and they're lighter, fluffier, and shorter than our regular Tuesday episodes. So as we always like to say, if this is your first time with us, first of all, welcome. But also, also please come back on a Tuesday for <laughs> <laughs> the the parenting topics and yeah. a little bit perhaps um, meatier subjects, um, but these are yes. really fun and we get great feedback that you guys love them too. So hopefully you're folding laundry on a Sunday or going for a run or catching up on your podcast. And we are going to talk about movie musicals, not Woo-hoo! not even just Broadway musicals in general. Because Megan, that's I too feel big. That it's too big. We could come yeah. back to that in a few weeks. Yeah. But specifically our favorite movie musicals. And I don't know. Well, and to... because I think, I feel like movie musicals are one of those, especially for people in their like 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, maybe beyond, I don't know. But I, I just feel like it's a, even if you're not into Broadway, mm-hmm. everyone has a movie musical memory. Everybody. Like Everybody some, does. Yes. And yes. I feel like if, if depending on like when your parents, like I know a lot, most of my movie musical history comes from actually my mom growing up and loving them in like the sixties. And then some, those are some of the first ones I watched in like the eighties. So it is, it is, it was very much like a part of American pop culture, I think in the middle of the 20th century. See, we sound so smart now. I know we really, really do. I need to also ask a question. Um, I need to set some, some guide, you know, some ground rules really. Okay. Do Disney movies count as a movie musical? I'm going to say no. Like, so animated ones. No, I, okay. I'm going to say no. OK, that's fine, because that could also be its own. We could. Yes. I we mean, I think a some, of the sound, with that. some of the soundtracks are shower belting worthy, like in terms of just great sing along numbers, right. karaoke numbers. But I'm going to say no from a movie musical experience. OK, okay. so no, no cartoons, no, no cartoons. cartoons. OK, um, OK. 
And I'm going to even make an argument that Mary Poppins is like a crossover. <gasps> nope. Uh-uh. I you think it's just, not a movie musical? That was the is? one that is a movie musical. I Okay, I agree. but Because okay, it's not a cartoon. It's not a cartoon. I just think it has one step in like a family Disney movie. It does, but but I was holding out when I said no cartoons. The thing I was thinking in my head but was but still No, Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins counts. Okay, Mary Poppins counts. Whew. What it about counts- like bed knobs and broomsticks and those... You know, I Those remember types. loving that movie, but I don't remember <laughs> the music very well. I don't remember the, the music at all. So and I, I think don't... Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was a musical. I'm pretty sure there was music in that, and I don't remember it at all either. So, okay. Obviously, there's some... There's yeah, some guys, um... buckle up. These are supposed to be like 25 <laughs> minutes, but hopefully you have four hours. <laughs> Sorry, I'm pretty fam- passionate here. <laughs> Our families are going to be like, wait, she what? went off to record like an hour And ago. never came back. <laughs> okay, so... Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes, and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place dot com code mom hour. All right, we can do this. Let's dig in because I can't take you away from your family for four hours. I know. As much as I'd like to, to talk I about know. movie musicals. Yeah, we're going to probably <laughs> just want to go have a movie musical marathon. And I yes. hopefully we'll hear a lot from you guys. Um, OK, so I, I wrote the questions for this one and they're kind of rapid fire, but full permission to go off on tangents. So we might okay. not even get to them. OK, so we always like to kind of talk about our nostalgia memories. So let's just start with what what's the movie musical you remember seeing as a kid? And I would say, let's set aside those 
you know, animated yeah, okay. or yes, kid that's movies. Fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so you know that I came of age in a time, <laughs> in a, lo- a long time ago, um, when people didn't all have VCRs, and I did not have a VCR right. until I was like eight or nine years old. My my aunt had one, so we would watch movies when she went. We went to her house. Okay. Um, so that being said, it was either Grease or Xanadu. Oh, I don't remember which one because Nine, I was so like really 70s little. musicals. Yeah. Yes, because um, I would have been like three. You know, I right. would have been two or three when these were playing. And so that would have been like 79, 80. Yeah. Um, when I would have started remembering. I have a very. Oh, and hair. OK. I actually have a very clear memory of watching the Aquarius song on hair and the camera is like spinning around. I have never and seen I, hair. I, oh, you have to see mm-hmm. it. It's, okay. it's awesome. It's okay. awesome. But it's long. Anyway, the uh, the the like the camera is like spinning around and all these kids are dancing and singing in the park and um all these hippies are dancing yeah. all around a park in New York City. And I remember feeling like I got carsick. I remember going to my mom and saying that movie made me carsick. <laughs> so and I was really little, like three or four. So one of those three. I don't know. Okay. What about you? Uh, so I was going to say probably Mary Poppins since we're counting that. And that yes. was again, that was like 60s musicals that my mom had loved that then she was showing us. And I don't think we had a VCR either, but we wore out our rental at the video store. Like we just basically rented Mary Poppins every single time, my brother and right. I. And this is again when we're five and three or something. Um, and then I do remember the first time that my mom decided I could sit through The Sound of Music. Um, because it's so long, right? It was two v- two VHS tapes and it had like an intermission in the middle. Yes. And I kind of, I think I was maybe probably seven. And, you know, with the Holocaust and the World War II theme, I think she probably had thought, okay, well, we're going to watch this, but it's, you're going to like, we're going to sit down and you're going to really watch it um, and enjoy it and probably explain like yeah. what the heck was going on um, with the Nazis. So yeah. that was... <laughs> Probably I was like seven for that one. And I do just remember feeling like it was kind of special because it was so long. It was the right. longest movie. Yes. I, I Okay. So I actually didn't see The Sound of Music until I was like 10 for the first time. I and don't know why. And you're Maybe not like, the length. you're not a super fan, right? No, I'm really not. Okay. It's okay. I like it. I mean, you know, it's a good, I, I have a troubled relationship with Rodgers and Hammerstein in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think... Let's explore that. Yes. Okay. So, and I don't want to cross over now into Broadway, but I've done a lot of their shows, like, and I've listened to their soundtracks, obviously, of the Broadway versions as well. And I think they're catchy, fun, yeah, like really great stage shows. And I think it doesn't always translate to a movie. Let's just put it that way. It hasn't always translated well to movies, which doesn't make them, it doesn't mean they're not totally watchable. They are, but right. like, I just never super got into the sound of music. It's it's good though. I'm not like down, I'm not knocking it. Right, it's just you're for not. How long no, it I know. Is. It's just so long, and I never really felt like it was something I could then then come back to again and watch again. Right. I think yeah. well, I I think I appreciate a couple of things about it. I'm not a super fan. Like like go. You know, actually, I have been on the Sound of Music tour in um in Salzburg, <laughs> but like I could have skipped it and I would have been right. fine. So I'm not that level of super fan. I think the things I appreciate it about it is like just. It seems like it was an iconic movie where was, people yes. who didn't love musicals loved it. People who yes. didn't know who Julie Andrews was. You and know, how she, can you knock Julie Andrews? She's amazing. She's so, amazing. Yes. And and it has the nostalgia factor for me because after yeah. Mary Poppins, that would have been the one where I watched it probably many, many times as a kid. Right. Like I know every every single scene in The Sound of Music and yeah. I love Christopher Plummer. So this is another funny side story. I, I only found out like five years ago that Christopher Plummer doesn't 
sing in that movie, which shouldn't surprise me because in nobody those 60s, sang in those nobody movies. sang in the sixties. But <laughs> yeah. for some reason, Sound of Music was, and it's Julie Andrews who does sing, and so yeah. I did not know I that. I don't think any of the kids sing. Like, I don't think Liesl and Rolf sing their song. Like, it's weird because you see their mouths moving. Right. But, but sometimes yeah. those movies had bad dubbing anyway, even if it yeah. was them. Right. But I only found out, like, listening to The Sound of Music on my car where it says the artist or the, you know, who's singing. And it wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't him. Christopher Plummer. You're and like, I, wait like, a second. It was really sad because I loved. I mean, I, I, yeah. Anyway. Um, and also Christopher Plummer still rocking movies and like getting Emmy nominations and stuff. He's that's like awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we got to move on. Um, we do. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> what is a movie musical that you specifically love better than the stage show? Maybe you've seen the Ooh. stage show. Maybe you could compare them side by side. Um, oh man. I can that's go first. Hard. If you yeah. You please go first. Let me think on this. Uh, the one that came to mind first for me is Grease, which is another. I mean, I, I love the movie yeah. and I've loved it since I was a kid. I did see it probably too young because I think my mom forgot about the adult themes. Yes. And then it was yep. like too late. But it's so good. Um, and I saw the stage show when I was in high school and it's very, very different. I mean, very some, different. Some the music stage, is even different. Right. And I wasn't prepared for that. And it was probably I was probably like 16 or 17. And so it was like that letdown of like one of my favorite movies of all time, thinking that it was going to be on the stage brought to life. And if I'd been a little older, I might have been able to kind of separate the two or appreciate one in a different way. But I didn't. I was just like, what was that? It is not. Um, so that's so funny. I saw probably the same tour because I was in college. Okay. It was when Greece was nationally touring. Okay. Was it like, yeah, I saw it and had never seen the stage show, but had grown up watching the movie. And I felt the same way. Like, yeah, it was not the same. And I felt like some of the characters were flattened out a little bit in the in the movie, uh, the Broadway show. Like, I didn't feel like Rizzo was as cool as like as uh, Stocker Channing. Channing. I mean, how who could be I cooler mean, than Stocker Channing? I mean, stop. That is just, I know. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, that's so funny. Like, I wouldn't have thought of Grease, but I think I felt the same way. Um, usually, I feel like the changes in music from musical to movie, you lose something. Right. And in this case, I did not feel anything was lost. Now, was Grease a stage show before the movie or did the movie come first? I thought it was a stage show before the movie. It was. I mean, every once in a while, I think a movie can come first and then go to stage. Um, right. So, I'm yeah, anyway. Okay. What is a movie musical? I'm, I'm Googling this right now because okay. I have to know. But yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, it it opened in the se- in 71. So Okay, and then the movie's pre- like 79. predated the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, nope. So what is a movie musical you could drop everything and watch? Like if it was on TV right now, you would stop packing for your camping trip and watch it. No all matter how many them? times you've seen it. All, all of, of it? Them. Yeah, I know. That's kind of my answer too. Do you have a couple? Um, West Side Story? Yes, that's mine. <gasps> that is totally my first one. Oh, it's on and HBO. Um, is it? Oh, yes. I don't have cable at the moment, but mm. oh, okay. But I do. I you do can have use a my cable. HBO now. You can. <laughs> well, I was actually just gonna say. I think I. I think in my internet package, I got like a cable add-on. Like I can watch certain things on their website or something. I didn't know that was okay. a thing, but apparently I can. So I'm gonna do that. Um, gosh, the other one I guess I would say would be Fiddler on the Roof. It's really long, but it's so good. Okay, have you so. Seen it? That, no, so that's going to come into one of my later questions about ones I haven't seen but feel like I need to. Yes. And I know my mom loves that one. So I don't know why we didn't watch it growing up because most of the ones I watched was because my mom loved them. And I don't know well, how I miss Fiddler. Fiddler is, um, again, it's really, really long. It's okay. on two VHS tapes mm-hmm. if we're using the VHS it's still, tape still, you guys, it's still a measurement. <laughs> um, it's a little, it's dark. 
Okay. And when I say it's dark, I don't just mean it's dark material. Like literally the movie itself is kind of darkly lit. Yeah, um, I know what you it's mean. It's like and mid, it's kind of early to mid seventies, I think. Okay. And it just very, it very much looks like an early seventies movie. And it's like, I don't, I, I don't remember getting really into Fiddler on the Roof till I was pretty old in my musical movie, musical life, like okay. nine. And then I got really into it and okay. obsessively watched it like every day for a whole summer because I was so into it. But like, it's hard for a kid. It doesn't grab a kid's attention right yeah. away. So anyway. Yeah. I think mine would be West Side Story. And I, I'd actually watched the first half of it last weekend um, because I was excited to find it was on HBO and I hadn't seen it in a long time, but it used to be on TV a lot. And um, I just, you know, every time you come back to these after 10 years, you realize things yeah. about them. Like the first half is kind of it's not boring I what I remember about West Side Story loving is like the second half up through the end like the end yeah. just like from the dance on yes the dance scene is like the best yes and um, that's about where I stopped the, but, the dance at the gym or whatever yeah right I the dance that. at the gym and then the rooftop scene like America yeah. like that's kind of from there on Officer mm-hmm. Krupke like for, so yeah. Well, the movie, I, I watched the movie like last year or the year before. It starts out slow. Isn't there like a whole big like basketball the, scene at the beginning? Yes, and it something? lasts forever. And you don't it lasts meet, forever. You don't meet Tony for a long time, which I'd forgotten. Yeah. Um, and, and most of the musical numbers are not in. I mean, other than, you know, snapping when you're a jet. Yes. Um, but most of the musical numbers, because the dance, the scene in the dance, the whatever it's called, the dance at the gym is a instrumental so it's a really cool scene to watch but it's not a sing-along right so I feel like most of the musical numbers we know and love are in the second half um so I have to ask you this my sister and I like to screw around sometimes and like act out the snap snap right 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 so we will like act that out because we're idiots but um how much of that dancing do you have like locked in your memory because I could get up right now and perform it for you well, I did just see it, but I'm yeah, not sure true. that I'm not sure it was locked <laughs> in my memory like some of the scenes from Sound of Music, for example. Yeah. Like when they dance outside the party like that, I could probably do the little Austrian folk dance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, when they the, come uh, together. Oh, what's that called? Um, oh, there's a name for it. I know. No, I can't blank, think of it. Drawing now. blank. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Someone's going to like leave a comment and be like, it's yeah. this, you dummies. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, I'm trying to think if there's any others. I mean, I would drop everything and watch almost any of them. Grease, yeah. probably. That's another just nostalgia. That's yeah. A, yeah. I okay. would watch. I would drop everything and watch hair. I mean, I know you said this. Yeah, I haven't you seen haven't it. seen yet. So we should talk about that. Yeah. I need to go see that. Yes. Um. Okay. So, yeah, the next the next two questions are sort of flip sides of each other. So the first one is. A music th- musical that everyone else loves that you feel kind of meh about, and mm-hmm. maybe for you that sound of music, or maybe you have others. Um, you know, I wouldn't even say I feel meh about sound of music. I like it better than that. I'm just, it's just, it wasn't my favorite. Like if right. I had to rank it, um, yeah. it came pretty low as far as ones that I super super loved. But right. I, I don't, I wouldn't say I feel meh about it. Um, I'm trying. To, do I feel meh about any movie musicals? Or maybe it's one that everyone else loves that you haven't seen. Is there any like that? You've no, just seen I've seen all. all of them. I haven't. So what about high school musical? Can we throw that out there? Because it is especially for the millennial moms. Mm. They grew up watching high school musical and loving it. And I think it's kind of silly. I mean, I think it's fun, but I I don't I've yeah. seen parts of it. I don't I, I think I've only seen, seen parts of it. Yeah. Um, did you see this just popped into my head because we're going to talk about like more modern ones. Did you see Dreamgirls? Yes. Yeah, I did too. I saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theater. I had to think about that for a second. I loved I it, it as a theater. movie. Yeah. I thought Jennifer Hudson was amazing. Yeah. 
Um, it was good. But I never watched it again. Yeah, me that. neither. That's how I feel. I've listened to the soundtrack a few times, and she is yeah. amazing. Well, one that I have never seen and kind of don't care that much to see is another modern one, and that is Moulin Rouge. I've never seen Moulin Rouge. Oh, and I Moulin like, Rouge. It's like its own genre. You think honestly. so? Okay, because yes. I remember thinking when it came out, it seemed like it was the return of the movie musical, and like it was yeah. groundbreaking. It, it and was. I never saw it, it, was, it and then I never like really its cared. own thing. It's its it own is. thing. Um, okay. It's because it's mostly repurposed music. I don't think it, I don't think any of the music in it is original. It's all like these weirdly like these pop songs that are well, like kind of like greatest showman that just. Yeah. Although that I was original. that movie stunk. Yeah. There you go. A movie that everyone else seems to love right now that I completely like would have gotten up and walked out of the theater. That was the greatest showman for me. I didn't so. I didn't I didn't think it stunk that bad. I but you I watched it with, it with your daughter with, though. With my nine year old. So I was yeah. seeing it through her eyes. She loved it, but I would not listen to the music again. And it like it's it, I think it was uh, entertaining to watch. And I think even yeah. a stage version would probably be really visually mm-hmm. cool. But the music was We've talked about this. It was yes. really auto-tuned. We, we've actually talked about this on this show probably more than once. So that's that's <laughs> really telling you something. Um, I will say, I will say about Moulin Rouge, um, it is one of those like cult classics that people like love. Like I have friends who we will get together and have like viewing, not not like all the time anymore, but right. would go and watch Moulin Rouge and there's something about it that is kind of it's just captivating and mm-hmm. I do love it. But also I love it because I loved it when I first saw it and it was so right. different and like so there's so much nostalgia in the music that's in there that's like you've got Madonna and you've got um you've got uh oh my gosh who's the guy who just died? The, all those musicians Prince? just died. Oh. No, the other one. Bowie? Bowie, thank you. God. Um you've got Bowie, like you've got all of these great artists like represented in this music and then Ewan McGregor is so adorable. Yeah. Well, I could And Nicole I, Kidman was a good singer. I have to say surprisingly. Is it kid friendly? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, honestly, I would watch it once just to make sure. Yeah. I don't remember there being anything like a kid couldn't see, but it's again, it's like dark themes. But Right. Yeah. So I'm going to bring up another one that came out. Maybe is Moulin Rouge like late 90s, would you say? Right around 2000? Yeah, it's like right around 2000. Okay. So when the Chicago, when Chicago came out, which obviously was not a new musical, but when the movie was came like out 2002, in 2002, yeah. I, and I don't know how you feel about this movie. I loved it. Um, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, you might, you might perform in Chicago later. I this might. Yeah. So, but I, that was a really cool moment for me because I'd kind of given up my childhood love of movie musicals, almost thinking like it was like a little kid thing or like something kind of dorky. Cause I didn't know a lot of yeah. like other people who loved movie musicals. And when Chicago came out, it was popular and the soundtrack was popular. And I just remember, I, w- I think I was graduating from college and I just remember blasting that soundtrack in my car and feeling like I got something back that I had tried I to love- like pretend I didn't love yes. anymore. And I just had such, I mean, I loved everything about it. I loved Tay Diggs, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Like, I loved the movie. I loved the music. And I had been pretty familiar with the soundtrack before, but I'd never really seen the stage show. So I didn't have a big attachment to, like, a stage version or, like, a particular cast album or anything yeah. like that. And so it just was, it just was, like, all of the happy feelings when that movie and soundtrack I, came out. I love that you brought that up because even though uh, Moulin Rouge was kind of hailed as the return of the, mu- the movie musical, it really wasn't. It was wasn't in the way Chicago was. Right. I remember watching Chicago and thinking, this is amazing. Yes. And it's it's back. And the funny thing is, I don't think Chicago's really been followed up by something, maybe Dream Girls, by something as yeah. big and well done and well and something unlo- that where the original show is very well known. Like I feel like Dream right. Girls was a musical, but I 
I don't feel like, was it as well known before they did the movie? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it was on Broadway like in the 70s, I think. Right. Or 80s, I know. Maybe, but it, I don't think it was, it was never, it was definitely never in my. Maybe Hairspray. Like, on, I feel on like that my, was. Oh, popular. Hairspray. Yeah, that was big too. And that was in the mid 2000s. Yeah. But I agree. I mean, I could watch that version of Chicago right now. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash mom hour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Like the mm-hmm. whole thing. The opening scene is so fantastic. I don't love Renee Zellweger in it, but it doesn't matter. Like just the whole thing. Richard Gere yeah. is great. Richard like, Gruss, yes. It, I think it's really well. It was well, Queen Latifah, well done. It, yeah. And the soundtrack was perfectly like honored the original but then there's like there's some fun pop versions on the soundtrack yeah yeah all of the happy feelings about that movie you know Um, i realized i I haven't mentioned yet and i have to mention this really quickly i have to throw it out there little shop of horrors i would Ah, watch that movie let's talk about this we're just gonna go slightly long i mean we're gonna (laughs) go for like 10 more minutes guys come on okay (laughs) um okay you tell me your memory so little shop of horrors was also one that i i really like i watched a lot with my family um probably from the age of like eight I started watching it like regularly at eight or nine. I, I want to feel like I feel like that's when it came out. It was mid 80s. Yep. Maybe I was a little bit older than that. I have um, a very specific memory of where I was when I watched it. And I was at my aunt's house who was always probably. So my mom's love of movie musicals kind of stopped at like 1970. Yeah. And my aunt was like a little bit more dialed into the ones that had continued to. And I also think she was OK showing kids the slightly edgier ones. Right. So I yep. remember watching 
Little Shop of Horrors. I, just, I mean, I remember exactly where I was, but I didn't watch it a lot of other times. Does that okay. make sense? So it wasn't It's a great repeat. movie. And Rick Moranis is so great. He's so, I mean, good. he's so funny and he's so Seymour. And like, it's just well done. And I loved it. Um, and I would watch it right now. I would drop everything and watch it. Even though I've seen it, probably I wore the tape out, basically. Yeah, see, I I didn't, so I would I would watch it because I haven't seen it enough. But I love the music so much. That would make a great remake, actually. It would. Yes, it would absolutely make a great remake. Great music. Such good music. Um, Okay, can we talk about? We've mentioned a couple, but let's talk about some other. I'm going to say modern era, like the last twenty years, Um, because I think at one point on the show, we've talked briefly about Les Mis, the movie of Les Mis. Yes. Oh, um, right. Gosh, I did forget about a lot of the ones that came out <laughs> since. And then there have Chicago. been some, the, there have been some others like Hairspray. Um, yeah. So I really liked Les Mis. I, I, I would say I, I gave it a solid like, I don't know that mm-hmm. I loved it enough to like watch it a million times. Ever watch it again. Yeah. I loved Hugh Jackman. I thought he was fantastic. I think yes. we've talked about this. I thought Russell Crowe was the worst casting the I've worst. ever seen. It was so bad. And he I couldn't even like it like there was marbles in his mouth. I don't know what was going on. That, yeah, he yes. like spoke, and, talked. He like, you know, he yes. spoke all of the songs. And I, you know, I love I love Les Mis. I love the soundtrack. Um, and I'm not a fan of Anne Hathaway, which I feel I always feel guilty saying because I think she's a very talented, smart lady. I just don't love her acting. Okay. And so there was enough casting issues that I was like kind of conflicted. But I thought the movie was beautiful to watch. We watched it in two nights because yeah. it was long. And I liked it better than I thought I would. I would watch that again. I, I think I would, but I would have to have like nothing else going on that day. Like, <laughs> you know, well, the reason I liked Les Mis is up until I did finally see a stage production of Les Mis a few years ago. But up until the movie came out, I had not seen it performed. I had heard the music, but I but I wasn't able to put the music in context because I had yeah. never seen the show. So I was glad I was glad to go see the movie for that reason. Um, but yes, it. Russell Crowe had too much singing for to be that bad. Like he was on too much. Well, and and Javert's songs are so I have actually seen Les Mis probably more times than I've seen any other. Like it's the if I've seen it, I've probably seen it five or six times on yeah. like a big stage. It just it was so popular for so long. And I was in yeah. big cities. I saw it in L.A. I saw it in Chicago. I saw it in London. I don't know where I think I saw it in New York. So I think I've seen it five or six times and I, I do truly, truly love it. Um, And maybe that some of my problem with the movie was that. But. Javert's songs are so beautiful. I mean, you can't give that to a non-singer. Right. I don't know. Well, and if I have to make a complaint about movie musicals in (laughs) general. You can, because this is a safe space. It is the, you know, they always give certain parts to people who are famous but don't sing. Right. you know, like I'm thinking back to some of the mu- the musicals of like the 60s and 70s, especially like My Fair Lady and West Side yes. Story, where they almost like flattened out the sound. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. And um, so it was almost like they almost went out of their way to find singers who weren't particularly, yep. I guess, like <clears throat> aggressive singers is yeah. the only way I can put it. Like yeah. their voices had to sort of fit this very flat. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like the girl who dubbed in for Natalie Wood. And I, it was because Natalie Wood did not sing right. in West Side Story. And just the way she did like Tonight, it was mm-hmm. just like Tonight. Yes, tonight. it's not a, it's not like a belty. Yes. <laughs> right. And so sometimes I think that's purposeful. But like you're saying with a song like Javert is like with his part, it can't that that's not possible. Yeah. You can't have that. No sound. 
it was terrible casting. It doesn't transfer or translate. But I do. And think I would that- have. I would have said the same thing about the person who um, dubbed in the voice for Liza Doolittle too in My Fair Lady. I don't know if you've seen that one. So but. that's another one that I haven't seen as many times as a lot of people. And for some yeah. reason, I missed it when I was little, which is funny because my sister and my mom watched it on repeat. We must have just not owned it. And then later they got it because it's my sister and I grew up in the same house and she's seen My Fair Lady like 5,000 times and I've <laughs> seen it like twice. Yeah. So it must have been a VHS or a DVD purchase right. in the in the transition or something. Um, I had another modern era one that we hadn't talked about yet. Oh, okay. We know how you feel about rent. Ugh. Yeah. So yeah. W- this is an agree to disagree. And I, every time we say something that we've said before, it makes me feel like we've really talked about musicals quite a bit on this show. Yeah, but, we really but like, have. it's always, we've never devoted a whole show to it. So the short story is you saw Rent when you were a young mom and yes. thought they were all losers. And I saw yeah. Rent when I was in high school and thought they were You wanted to be that kind edgy. of loser. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to be like strung out on smack but i did right. i i was they were it, i want it, that quote please pull that quote for like the show notes well i didn't want to be strung out on smack i didn't but. want to you know like be living their life but i like did squatting think, yeah having grown up on really squeaky clean movie musicals or musicals in general i thought the show was so edgy, edgy and different yeah. and i love i loved it i still love the music i didn't love the movie though Um, And I didn't I resisted seeing the movie for a long time because I had, you know, such attachment to the cast album and the I I think I had seen it a couple times, Um, but I didn't love the movie. I felt like the movie I'd be curious if anyone loves the movie of Rent. I felt like it was just made for people who had loved the show. And so while sticking true to the original can be a good thing, I feel like it just it was like watching the show on a flat screen there wasn't anything added where I think Les Mis actually did like Les Mis just was a beautifully done movie like Mm -hmm. it was shot beautifully the acting was good for the most part whereas I don't know I didn't get anything extra out of watching the movie of Rent I'm sure you didn't even see it and that's no I would never watch that but (laughs) but that is like the key to a movie musical like really we all know that by taking something off of a stage and putting it in movie format you're taking something away. You know what I mean? Like right. you're yes. so then you have to put something back. You exactly. have to give it something new and make it make there be a reason. Uh, here's one that I just thought of. Um, Is it the last five line? years. Okay. Have you seen the last five years? It's no. like Robert. This guy's got two last names. Robert Downey Browning something Jr. or not Robert Downey Jr. But if he had been in it, that would have been great. Um <laughs> It was Anna Kendrick, and I can't remember the guy's name. And it's the movie. The musical is quite sad, actually. It's about it's like a relationship falling apart, but you see it in reverse. Oh, or like sorry, one one timeline starts at the beginning, one timeline starts okay. at the end, and then they meet in the middle. So like, I can't from one perspective. It's you're seeing like it from her point of view as from I think from her point of view it's at the end going forward and from his it's at the beginning going to the end or whatever. So there's right. like one moment where they like cross paths and have the same experience at the same time. Okay. Yes. Um, I felt like in the movie, it just didn't work. Like, I, I, I don't know if it, I haven't seen the stage show and I think the music is lovely. Um, but I got to the end of the movie and just felt kind of bummed out and cheated. And like, yeah. I just didn't love it. And I, and I have heard that it's much better on stage. Um, <clears throat> a movie musical that I did, did really, really love is once with um it's another modern one it's like okay. maybe 10 years 10 okay. 15 years old and it's about this guy in like dublin who is a street perf- like a street singer and he meets this girl and they like start a band and 
where okay. she becomes his producer. It's the music is great. You probably okay. would recognize it. Okay. Um, but I think that one was one where, and I I know it's a Broadway musical now, but maybe it became Broadway after the movie. Okay. But like yeah. it it worked as a movie. It worked as like a movie. It, it really worked. Yes. Um, I was gonna ask because you have just a bigger a breadth of stage musical. Like you just know more musicals than I do in general. Do you, are there any musicals that you've done or seen on stage that haven't been made into a movie that you think would make a great movie? Oh, like especially hard. some of the ones you've done more recently, like recently? Like Spring Awakening, I, Next mm, to Normal. I, I mean, I think they both could. I think Next to Normal would work better as well. Spring Awakening is is an as an odd show. It's an odd show. It's set like it's like set in 1800s Germany, but everybody is singing rock music. And, okay. like, you know, it's so but the music, the language is very stilted. Um, because it's it's a direct adaptation of a book that was written in like 1881 or something. Okay. So so I don't know that that one would work. Maybe with like a lot of creativity. I think if there's so many people in it, I think it right. could be really interesting. I think Next to Normal could totally work. Like I think that could, it's intimate and small. Not that the cast is small. Right. Um, I think in the right hands, it could be done well. Yes. Um, I'm curious. I'm sure we can Google this, but I'm curious if there's any like movie musicals in production or in, you know, under contract that, are coming out in the next few years that we don't even know about. I felt like there was one on my radar that I got really excited about and then forgot. So I don't, yes, I think there is one coming. Yeah. Like that we're, we'll, we're going to get jazzed about, but we'll I can't have remember to look what it that is. Up. Um, yeah. I'm going back and then we will wrap up. Um, but one that we didn't mention. And one thing I didn't mention from my childhood is that my elementary school music teacher would show us clips from classic movie musicals in music class. And I had seriously the best elementary school music program. I don't know if just the budget was there in those days or if I just had an exceptional teacher. But now, like knowing just what kids don't get in school, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't believe everything. And I remember a lot of what I learned in elementary school music class. But we watched a lot of clips from classic movie musicals, including some I hadn't seen at home, which was fun, like Hello, Dolly. And like, oh, yeah, yes. um, But one that we saw was parts of a chorus line and not all of the parts because okay. some is not appropriate for elementary school, you know, kids, <laughs> one song, well, a few songs in particular. And I remember kids kind of saying like, did you know there's a song in this show called TNA, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and thinking that was kind of racy, but she didn't show us the racy parts. Um, how have we made it this far? And I didn't mention a music man. Cause that's, that is another uh, show. How I mean, did we make movie. it this far? And we didn't, I mean, just like now my brain is just going crazy because there's, a lot more <laughs> that we haven't talked about. Like, I know. Like, um, we started talking about watching in school, The Wiz. I remember watching that in school. I remember watching Oliver in school. I think I've seen, yes, I think we watched it in school too a little bit. I don't have as strong of memories. And The Music Man is a big one. We didn't even dig into Annie. No. Didn't talk about any of the 60s ones like uh, Carousel or Oklahoma. Right. I mean, I think we might need to do a part two. We might need to do a part two. This is going to get off the um, rail. Because, you know, we should also talk about the TV versions now. Yeah, we didn't talk about like their. Uh, yes. And like, have you seen the 70s Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella TV version? Yes. That's pretty good. So should, should we do a part two on this? We have to do a part two. We might I think we'll, we do. We'll leave a few because there's like a good a few thousand of you who like could care less about this conversation. <laughs> so we won't do it next time we do it more than mom, but we'll do it in a few times. Oh, guess what? I think In the Heights is also being um, made. Oh, OK. Nice. I just did a little quick Google. A but quickie. Yeah. A quickie. Yeah, a little quickie. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, so I want to watch a movie musical today. 
it's a nice we're recording this on the weekend i might finish west side story because i feel like i didn't get to all the parts and i might do fiddler on the roof that's my next oh that's a great idea yeah, yeah that's a good that's a good like weekend musical yeah all right, you guys. Um, well, hopefully you stuck with us, and we would love to hear your favorite movie musicals and also requests for what to discuss, because clearly we need a part two. So Grease you- 2. We didn't talk about Grease 2. <laughs> Grease 2 is so weird. It is so weird, but people love it. Like, people have serious nostalgia for Michelle Pfeiffer singing Let's Bowl. I mean, so... Right. Yeah, yeah She was really pretty. I do rem- so I don't remember. Pretty. The music was very forgettable. I don't remember the music very no, well. I, I do remember watching yeah. the movie. I remember almost nothing about that show except for her, but... right. Yeah, I would just wa- <laughs> rather watch Grease six times in a row than watch Grease too. But um, okay, so guys, we will link to stuff in the show notes at themomhour.com. <laughs> we will link to every movie musical ever made, <laughs> ever, unless we just fall into a hole watching them. In which case, you might never hear from us again. Yeah. Um, our FabFitFun offer is a great one. Um, go check that out. It's FabFitFun.com and promo codes themomhour. If you haven't done that, go do it. And we will be back on Tuesday with your regularly scheduled programming (laughs) where we just don't ramble about TV and stuff the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do that. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye. The mom hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.